This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, Jay? How are you doing, Mel? You living? Living um, life to the fullest? I am definitely doing something while being alive, for sure. For sure. That's I am good. definitely alive. So, you know, there's, there's that part. They all sound like positives. Mm-hmm. What about you? Are you living life to the fullest uh, or are you just alive? I think I'm living life pretty damn good right now. Hell yeah. I've been on the road a ton. I've been gone. <sighs> when was the last time I was in New York? I left. Let me look at my calendar right now. Uh, I left New York. Show me my calendar. Show me. Why are you showing me like everything but the calendar right mm-hmm, now? Because, Here we go. Let's make this that's bigger. That's Murphy's Law in technology. Like Murphy's Law. Yes. The like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But whatever the tech version of that is, because it's like whenever you need something to work, like Bluetooth especially, right? Like whenever you need Bluetooth to work, that shit is not working in front of people yeah. you're trying to have sex with. So I have been gone for uh, almost two weeks now, and I'm not going to be home for another week. So I'm going to be gone for almost three weeks straight on the road, different places, bouncing around all over America. Um, America. And uh, don't forget next year at the Wilbur. Uh, Sorry, I have your entire outro. I mean, this isn't the outro. This is the intro. But fuck it. We're circling back. And that's relevant to something later. Uh, Fuck too many tangents. But, but, but. I just have your entire outro memorized where it's just memorized, like little dinky sure. news. Like da, 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 da. As but, you should. Little yeah. dinky news. I I got yours. Uh, uh, I'm so fucking Asian. Uh, I feel like I listened to that yeah, song yeah, today yeah. or no, yesterday who, or something. Oh, my God. Did, what'd you think? I, I mean, I've, I've heard it several times. Oh, okay. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I, I think I, that's your yeah, best song. Yeah. Thank you. I... Uh, I feel very good about it. Um, and, right on. And yeah. And so... Fuck. Sorry, so I just got so gassed up just now because I was going to say something and then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. So you're, you're memorizing of my outro. However, I'm so fucking Asian. It's not my username or name of anything. It's the name of a song. Just, just to clarify that. But yeah. Sailor, Sailor Mel, Mel 69420. Yeah, fuck it. We'll, and we'll just do it again at the outro. But typically in the outro, we're like, hey, let's listen to our voicemails. But I'm just daring to be different. And, I, and we have two voicemails. So I want to do a voicemail sandwich. 
where oh god yeah. that's so annoying sorry that's when like when people say compliment sandwich um which i believe in conceptually but not when... oh, i use a compliment sandwich all the time mm-hmm. I use a compliment sandwich daily yeah i mean i use it in practice but i don't say the phrase compliment sandwich no no but i i i often if i have to give someone bad news i hit them with a compliment sandwich oh yeah always. no no i mean that that that's always. correct i meant the phrase compliment sandwich like the actual yeah. phrase itself um but yeah Big so we're fan. gonna do that but with the voicemails where we'll play one now and one later mm-hmm. and um i'm very yes, excited so podcast producers whenever you're ready hello mel it's me your boyfriend or future boyfriend look i drive my fucking car so fast in this city fuck this city Goddamn people on 405 don't know how to drive. Almost run over. Get out of the way. Move out of the way. I am trying to get to a meeting, but I can't get there. Look, love is hard to find in this city, but look, trust me. I can be the one. Call me back. Okay, I'm glad I could hear it with the full volume that time because I really appreciate, as a comedian, like, I appreciate the commitment to the bit. You know, um, I appreciate that. He honked his horn and everything. Like, he was like, I'm in a rush. Yeah, he but added like, the I'm sound effect. And I mean, like, sorry, it. that's great attention to detail. Like, I, I appreciate little things like that, you know, as someone who puts a lot of detail into their videos that no one cares about except for me. Um, I appreciate the enthusiasm. I think the accent was very funny because I don't know what accent it was. Um, I was guessing Eastern European. That's what I got mm-hmm, on there. Mm-hmm. It seemed like a mix of, like eastern european and italian maybe like i don't know if this person has also seen scumbag dad italian husband videos and i'm like is that where that's come mm. but like i i just have a lot of empathy because i can't do accents very well and so when i do try to do an accent it kind of comes out like the one in the voicemail where it's like i don't know which accent this is maybe you're not from anywhere but um i appreciate the commitment to the bit yeah uh no whenever i do an accent on stage i always make it vague and so you can't be like he's being offensive to x group it's like what group was that yeah that wasn't a group you don't even know which group should be offended so you Mm -hmm. can't Mm -hmm. yeah i think Um, there was this quote that was like i forgot it was something about the percentage of people who get offended on behalf of a hypothetical person versus being offended for themselves and yeah i mean you already yeah. know where that's going i'm not gonna yeah but, no, but, we, but, but, we know the results we know the results of that study big time yeah um how would you feel if yeah, someone who, sent you that voicemail in a in a someone sent me that voicemail like i get a lady version mm-hmm, of that mm-hmm. um like the thing about me mel it's very easy to get in my bed takes not a lot of effort that, oh yeah that's are, true yep yeah yep. you're sending me a voicemail you're probably already gonna get banged she's probably like, already there like She's probably already there, dude. She's probably and yeah, already there. Like, and then um, you probably fucked her yeah. yesterday. Yeah, dude. So it's like, will you get like, will you be able to come back? That's the, the challenge isn't getting banged by me. The challenge is like getting on a regular rotation, staying in the mix and getting invited back. It's like, um, what's that show? Drag Race. It's mm. like, dude, staying on the show is, is like, get on. Sure. Get on the show. Can you stay? Can you win? Mm-hmm. No one's ever won. No, this it's is very like reminiscent. Squid Game, but of, everyone dies. Yep. Yep. No, very reminiscent of my, of my Pokemon days where I don't know. I just, I'm just like, oh yeah. Like ringleader energy. Them. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a hopeless romantic phase now, but back in my fuck boy days, cause I'm totally not that anymore. <laughs> um, You've evolved. Yeah. I, I, I've evolved um, like a real Pokemon. And so, um speaking of evolution i cannot wait to welcome our guest today john who uh because we both 
I consider both of us to be the same Asian starter Pokemon who then evolve like both Eevees, right? So Eevee's that Pokemon mm. where any Firestone makes it a flame, you know, whatever. Firestone makes bigger fire Pokemon. Waterstone makes bigger water Pokemon. You get it. So I Wait, feel like- right before you go into the intro, do you know the whole thing with Vaporeon? No. What's okay, so this I'll be super quick on this. Vaporeon is a base is people say is the best Pokemon to fuck because oh. it 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 has like the most appealing look of a Pokemon, like the most fuckable look, but also because it's like a water type, it would have like the gushiest pussy. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole thing on the internet about people wanting to fuck a Vaporeon. That does not surprise me at all. And yeah. honestly, they I mean, when people are drawing cartoons and shit, they know what the fuck they're doing. You know, like when you're making a cartoon sexy, especially if it's like a fake seal. I mean, you know what? Fuck it. Vaporeon, that's a seal. Seal, sea lions, da da da. Uh, we will get, well, we're not going to talk about it now, but I will get into my seals rant again because I know I've said it before, but god damn it, it's a fucking seal. Vaporeon. Anyway, yeah, today we are bringing on my very good friend, John Hu. Um, I'll let him talk more about himself as in I will talk more about him, but he has the same. Asian villain origin story, Asian American story as me, where he like went to UNC and then did the finance thing. I don't, I can't speak finance. Oh, excellent Goldman Sachs. Yeah. He did the finance thing, like I banking, investment banking, and then, um, got into Stanford business school, dropped out of Stanford business school and was like, you know what? Fuck all this traditional stuff. I'm just going to make my own company. And now he has his own company where he helps creators like you and I make money doing what they love and so yeah let's please welcome john yo what's up john how's it going guys hello hello um thank you so much for coming and also for being on the podcast um i am literally so excited to have you on because i kind of selfishly brought you on so i could talk about myself again um pretty much any opportunity i get I mentioned that, you know, I graduated from Berkeley and that I worked for Google. And so much of, you know, me bringing on Asians who have Asian Americans who have the same backstory as me is more just so I can talk about how I did that again. Um, But no, but, you know, you like I'll let you introduce yourself. But like, John, yay. Uh, For those of you who are listening, he's Asian. (laughs) Um, And if for those of you who are watching, you couldn't tell that's a you problem. I cannot help you with that. Uh, but yeah, so John, thanks so much for coming. Uh, um, I felt like we, basically I was just like, I want to bring on every Asian who has a similar backstory to me to just circle jerk me again. So, you know, we brought on Eric Way, We brought on Day, of course, like Sunday school. I, I, I forced us into a group chat. I'm talking too much and you're, and you're the guest. But how I know John is I forced us all into a group chat like two years ago of like, of like Asians who have the same backstory of like going to a good college, having a traditionally good white collar job and then quitting to do something awesome, which you did. You dropped out of fucking Stanford business school. That's badass. That is badass. And to do what, John? To do what? To do what? Uh, I still, I still am in the world of capitalism, unfortunately, uh, but I, I run a- We all are. <laughs> yeah, you We're can't be upset people. at that. You just have to understand that that's the ride. Like you're- Hey, at least you're yeah, winning. You're gonna right? get consumed yeah. by the beast. I, I've been consumed. I'm still a coffee wheel, but I'm trying my best to make it a better system for all of us within the lens still of capitalism. But what that means is I run a company called Stan. Our mission is really simple. It's to empower anyone to make a living working for themselves rather than having to be hopefully part of the system. Um, I get a lot of joy from working with creatives and creators like Mel. Um, and that actually stems from my own personal background, which as Mel mentioned, and if you might be able to tell. I'm- Talk about it so I can bring it back to me. <laughs> 
<laughs> I am just like Mel. Mel is the original, but I am the second Asian American to ever exist. Uh, and so with that... I am the original. Yeah, I like this. Um, I was indoctrinated, I think. I, I, I moved to the States when I was very young, a single mom, grew up in the South. So very few people look like me. And so when you grow up in a... Wait, where were you born? I, I was born in Beijing, but I, I immigrated to North Carolina when I was very young. Oh my God. I said, no, I, I, you said North for a second. And I was like, where were you born? Uh, cause, cause you were like, yeah, like North. And I was like, North, oh, I was North, what was North Carolina. Yeah. Sorry. That's North what Carolina you were saying. I was just sort of like, and so, okay, cool. I think my typical story of being an Asian American as it relates to your story, Mel is very much so one of like being told exactly what we should do. Keep your head down, succeed in these specific ways, be a model minority. Um, which I, you know, I, I tried my best to do and had very grateful for the mom that I had to push me in those ways. But ultimately, cold called my job into a job in investment making at Goldman Sachs. I had no connections to hustle into that. And then went off to private equity, then went to Sarah Business School, all that to say, like, all these really. How long were you at Goldman Sachs before you were like, fuck uh, this? Six months. I, 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 really? I, oh, my God. I, I left after a year and a half. And to be clear, I'm really grateful for a lot of it. Like, it really taught me a lot and opened up a lot of things I wouldn't have had. Oh, so you stayed there. So you knew six months in, but you stayed there longer. Yes. But the thing is with that is most people have the intention of leaving within the first two years. So they use Goldman as a jumping off point to get an even better job, which I did as well. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Every every company is just a two year jumping off point into a different (laughs) company with a better offer. And you just kind of circle jerk back and forth to whatever ones are in your are in your sphere. So I'm imagining it's like what? Goldman Sachs, Merrill Lynch, um, what like J.P. Morgan, Morgan Stanley. I don't even know. I'm just naming all the Morgans. There's yeah, Morgans. I thought Goldman Sachs was like a great company to work for, but do they know that they're just a stepping stone? Very much so, and they are they are a great company to work for to, within the industry. They are, but they also have a churn and burn model where they know that a hunt like 95 percent of people who come in aren't going to stay because it's such a churn and burn unfulfilling lifestyle. Yeah. Whoa, churn and burns like that is a great terminology i'm like wait is that how i feel about my hotation or my previous hotation yeah. churn and burn i don't know that's like a good i just like that phrase churn and burn i mean maybe this episode should be how can we take business school phrases and use them in a masturbation cuz yeah i'm on a churn and burn system for sure like you don't want anyone to get too comfortable in the position because then they start asking for like benefits and stuff like when are we going on dates when are we going to hang out more you need to text me more and then so it's like well now you got to burn you bring in someone new who's fresh and just like grateful for the position and then like it's just on a constant constant in out system yeah i think that churn and burn is a is the exact system i'm constantly using what if we played a game where I, I list off a bunch of corporate buzzwords and we tried to turn them into sexual phrases? Oh, yep. dude. Yep. Let's yeah. want to do it now. Shoot do it, it immediately. I want to do it fast right. and I want to do can, it now. The first we'll, term. We'll go for each one. We'll swap like because I think Mel, you'll go first, then I'll go and then we'll swap. I'll go first. You'll go and we can come up with it. We'll each get our own going. I like this. Mm, OK, yeah. Or we can even just do. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely when it comes. Yeah, I'm dominating the conversation too much because I because I'm in a room full of men and this is how I'm conditioned. OK, go, John. And Che, you're going to react first. Okay. The first one that I'll give you is there's a couple balls in the air couple balls in the air like couple balls in the air for if i was looking at like the sexual terms we're talking about i would think like i got prospects i got i i, I wouldn't even I, I would say it's almost like a one-to-one it's like i'm texting like three four girls nothing has resulted into anything yet but there's a lot of potential there's a lot of potential on the table and we could be looking at a really good q4 if all of these land in the <laughs> slots they need to be in 
like Q4 will be great. If we if we drop all four, it's going to be a dry season and like nobody wants that, but we want to go into cuffing season strong and like in charge of the whole thing. And also you want to be in in there from a strong position where you're not relying too much on one of your rotation members. So yeah, having like a few balls in the air is a great place to be in. I love it. That's what we call optionality. No, no. Yeah, Mel, what do you got for a few balls in what? the air? What? What? Optionality? Yeah, you have to have optionality. Let's say you can't double down on. Is four. does optionality mean what I think it means? As in, you have options. Yes. But but we make it. What the actual fuck? It. Okay, that's just say options. What the fuck is optionality? I, okay, I love corporate <laughs> okay. buzzwords because by using them, it's like you're kind of like everyone puts this sort of gloss over what's really going on. We got a lot of optionality here because that sounds better than being like we don't really know what direction we're going in, but we would hope that one of these things land and we're not fucking broke in two months. Yeah, no, like this is just making me think of how can't remember if I've said this on the podcast before. I probably have because I repeat myself all the time. But there's too many words for shit. And I think that's going to be a theme that I come back to later after we're done doing the doing the oh actually technically this is a translation because we're speaking in the language of our John. Now you're in it. The nut cinematic universe. So the NCU. And I guess we have our own language like nutglish or something. Who knows? I don't know what the name of the language is going to be but it seems like right now we're translating business English into Nuts and into NCU English, not yeah. I do. I use well, come I up use with some else. business language definitely when I'm talking to the people in the hotation. Like I'll I'll keep you posted is one I use a lot. <laughs> if I say I'll keep you posted, that mm, means you'll you never hear from me again. That means I, I am <laughs> completely gone. I'll keep you posted means like it's been nice, but uh, we're sorry we have to let you go. No severance. What is the yeah. uh, business equivalent to you up? You up business equivalent to you up. Hope this finds you well. No, just kidding. Well, you get an email super late at night where it's like, I hope this message finds you well. And I'm like, this message has no message has ever found uh, me. I, I think well. um, uh, you up is like uh, just circling back on this. That's probably <laughs> like you up. It's like you're hitting someone up again to be like, hey, just want to touch base on this again. See if uh, you're still interested in this program. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's that's we're in the business lingo, dude. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, let you know um, the whole like, oh, I'll let you know or I'll I'll decide later. That kind of consistently tends to mean no, never yes. hear it. Like, uh, it's not a fuck yes or no. However, however, um, it's a green flag to me because so, so John, we all talk about like dating and intimacy. It's a green flag for me when a guy says, "I'll let you know," and then he actually does. I'm like, whoa, because it's like a double. Right, like, Robert I know what that so phrase low, means. And- where if someone has integrity and commitment and can follow up to like their words, that's a green flag. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, because most men are like violent and terrible towards women. So, um, well, it's hard because I mean, like, if I were to, um, well, so like the bare minimum, right? Most people aren't even doing that. So it's like, even at this point, it's just more of like a survival thing. It's not like, this is what I desire. But balls in the air, that reminds me of a guy standing over one of those indoor skydiving things with his balls over the fan. And then it's like, 
so just his balls are doing the indoor skydiving and they're getting like stretched and they're being like, you know, tangled in the air and in, in a, in this hypothetical guy with like a really long and flexible and huge ball sack that enables it to be the only one skydiving in the indoor skydiving scenario I made up just now. Sorry, what did it actually mean? I wasn't paying attention because I was trying to think of what my answer was. You just have a lot of different options at play. Oh, right. The fucking optionality. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, like, okay. So is every ball an opportunity now? Like, am I just going to, am I going to just use spherical language to talk about like job prospects? Like, what the fuck? Okay. Like, there's too many words for shit. I've said this before. I'm writing a song right now called There's Too Many Words for Shit because this, because like corporate lingo is the, is the, is the epitome of that. I made this one video where it's like, okay. Have you heard of external cognition? John, check. External cognition. No. Okay. So. I made this video about, but you know, back when I was working in tech, someone I w- someone was like, "What are you struggling with right now?" Which is, you know, what a way to start a conversation. You know, like working in the corporate office, like, "What are you struggling with right now?" And it's like, "Wow, way to assume correctly." What the fuck? Um, it, it's. I mean, like, first of all, you're assuming and you're right, so don't pay that much attention. What the fuck? Anyway, so they were like, "What are you struggling with?" And I was like, "Oh, it's typical shit. Too many things to do, not enough time." And then the person goes, "Like, have you heard of external cognition?" And I'm like, "Cool, what's that?" And she's like, "It's the act of taking." all of your thoughts and all the things you have to do and storing them somewhere externally so that you don't have to remember them. You can just like access that external storage when you need to like remind yourself of those ideas. And I was like, so like making a list. And then she's like, yes, that's a perfect example of external cognition. Because I think what corporate people like, because what I think this comes from that, because that's clearly like, that's a nothing thing that already existed is so much of corporate world is consulting and so much of consulting is bullshit. And so someone needs to come in and be like, (laughs) we're going to try, we're going to practice this thing called external cognition. You're like, what's that? And it's really like, yeah, just Mm -hmm. write your shit down, make a to do list, but they need to make it seem like it's more than it is because they need to be worth their fucking money. That is, that is like, that's an external cognition. It was a guy who was bullshitting selling snake oil. He came up with that one for sure. For sure. Wait, John, what are your, I guess, most or least favorite? Like, what, tell us what your favorite business uh, phrases are, either in a real sense or in a mere making fun of it. I had a VP in one of my jobs before. I actually really like this one. It's really cringy. Let's Good. double click on this. I just, I love like the physical visceral <laughs> act of like double clicking to like dive deeper or something. Like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's double click on this. Is that, that what I like, think it means? Let's just look to, into like... it. Let's get deeper into this. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's kind of a fun phrase. <laughs> let's double click on this. Dude, that is so up your own ass. Let's double click on this. Like he it's like he's trying yeah. to invent like let's spend more time on this. Let's learn this. Let's double click on this. Like he came up with the concept yeah. of learning something. He invented focus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this person invented focus. That's I know great, as a dude who came up with it. Dude. So yeah. If we're okay, mm-hmm. Mel, if you're gonna flip, let's double click on this into into a, a sex or dating term. How would you how would you apply it? <sighs> it just okay. It just kinda reminds me of like, you know when dudes do the thing where like I don't know why dudes do this, but like um 
like when they're about to put your their dick in you and they do the tapping yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, at least for girls, where they're just where like sometimes dudes will just, they'll just whip out their dick and they do the like tapping, as in like because and I'm like, why do you do that? And they're like, we have to knock before we enter. And I'm like, okay. I mean, like whatever that's doing for you. I mean, it doesn't really do anything. It just is like it's delaying the thing. I mean, whatever. It only takes two seconds. It's inconsequential. I mean, do whatever you need to do. But that's what it sounds like. Like double click. That it's just like the when the dick does like the tap. Yeah, thing. no, that, I say that's great. That's great. The the, the double double tap before you enter. Um, I would say double mm-hmm. clicking for me that would be like uh, you got to focus in on one person. You got to like double clicking. You got to start liking her posts. You got to start like maybe you're even going to put her on your story. Like if you're double clicking on someone, that might be mean you're like closing other tabs and you're like just focusing on this one mm-hmm. person. Man, I don't know if it means they're mm-hmm. making the grid though. I don't know if you're making the grid, but you'll you'll probably you'll probably get on the story, dude. I actually like saw a such hand. a there's a there's a mysterious hand on the story, not the full not the full face. Not exactly, exactly. Like you're on the story, but it's the back of your head. Like you're not like who's this mystery girl posted on the you're, story? You're always, you're or always. if you are in a post, if you are in a post, you're like not the first photo. You're like it's a series of ten, and your photo seven, and it's like it's a group photo, and da 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 da. It's like see, I posted you. Sorry, go ahead, John. I interrupted you because I love to interrupt men. Well, you just assume my gender, but. Um... <laughs> Got her. Right, got her. <laughs> right now, this yeah. <laughs> right now, this one, yes. Um, what I was, it's like what I was gonna say to all that is the last thing I'll say on like the the story, like the head, like but not the full face. Is just enough to show, and then Mel, what you're saying, not tag in the post, but just enough for all of your other sneaky links to be that are obsessed with you to look through all of your follower list just to find who this person is. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah, wow. dude, that is. Are you speaking from experience? No, but I've considered it. <laughs> See, mm-hmm. that's why I don't follow anybody. I follow such a small amount of people and I don't follow any of my Same. sneaky links because I know, I know, because I have had that happen before and then had another stink- sneaky link be like, oh, who's this? And be like, oh, that's like, well, it's not your business. You're a sneaky link. She's a sneaky link. That's who it is. Okay. But then, so I stopped because they're, I know they're out there. They're, they're scared because I follow so little people too. It's so easy to like go through and see who the new ones added in are. But you're honest with them in the beginning, oh, yeah. right? Where it's no, like, I'll be, like, yeah, you're, if a girl I mean, presents that to me and it's like, who's this? I will tell her like, yeah, that's some other girl I'm sleeping with. I won't be like, oh, there's no, but, boo, boo, boo. but I just don't like being put on. But blast. you don't go into things being like, yeah, I'm not like, it's like, oh, but you don't yeah. but like, basically I'm trying to, cause I know in an earlier episode you were like, like I was actually saying it, it was a good thing to that, like very upfront. And you're like, yep, this is a situation. Not looking for anything. Da, 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 da. Like, I think that that's oh, yeah, very no, no, good I'm to be 100% honest with that. 100% honest. John, what's your dating situation? What are you? What are you? Yeah. What are you in right now? Well, obviously, we want to keep everything the, uh, kosher for you, but you, oh. don't, you don't have to get into crazy detail. No, I just I just made this like this really painful sound because I just went through a breakup with a girl that I actually really liked. Really? Oh my god! Recently? Yeah, like literally, like I saw her two days ago. The, theoretically, the last <gasps> time. Wow! Oh. oh my goodness! I mean, if as talk about well, as much as you're how, comfortable how, talking about. I'm. I mean, I'm sorry to hear that, but it also didn't seem like it was that long because previous when I talked to you previously within this past year, that wasn't a situation. Totally, like, it was like, a like, 
at least it wasn't too long. Like I know I've talked to you enough to be like, oh, I haven't heard of this. Like, okay, wait, how? Look, sorry, but that doesn't mean okay. So that sucks. Sorry, that sucks. Yeah, it was just like we like went on a couple of dates a month and a half ago after I got back from Bali. She had just spent six months there, and we had just connected really well, and just like it was one of those where you just hang out a ton, and all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, what is this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, just, mm. I, I had to end it recently because I realized like I wasn't ready specifically one thing Mel and I have talked a lot about recently it's like I'm so early in exploring my queer identity and my journey there and it was like I still have I I, 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 I I would feel guilty committing to you knowing that I have all this angst that are lying of like understanding who I am and what makes me happy what I should do um, so it was really hard but yeah um, I think that's a real mature choice though you like that's very yeah, mature. You're like, I think it's like, you're like, hey, I, well, for one, it's like, you don't want to put that on ice for too long. You want to explore potentially what the queer thing means to you, uh, other dudes, other uh, anyone else uh, along the spectrum. And also in the gay community, you got a clock ticking. You want to go out to get out there when you're young and hot. You don't want to wait till you're an old dude, dude. You got to get there when you're young and hot, man. And you are yeah. hot. For those of you who are listening, John is extremely Dude, hot. You'll be high value twonk in the gay community, man. <laughs> Not that I know. Who am I to rank? But I know. I'm just saying, uh, uh, as a straight dude saying to you, great compliment. I would say you'll be twonking out there like crazy. For anyone listening who doesn't know what a twonk is, a twonk is uh, the a cross between a hunk and a, a twink. Wait, and it's yeah. like the mm. ideal gay like that's like the that's the the <laughs> like the ambrosia it has the right of the mix community. of perceived think of, think, oh brosia like doja no, cat? ambrosia is what the gods eat in olympus oh ambrosia yeah. i thought you were saying like oh this perfect mix of dude is called brosia no. like bro doja cat and i was like getting really invested i was like yeah brosia brosia dog brosia could be a, a new term that we just developed right here like a brosia i could see could it be a business like, term or jargon of the ncu right there Yes, brosia. Yep. See, yep. that's one thing I do brosia. like finding new archetypes because you know, like I like uh, John. How old are you? I'm 28. 20. Okay, so we're all we're all around the same age. But like, there was mm. archetypes when we were kids that were like new. Like you had like kids who were like whatever. You have like your basketball kid or your kid who's like hip hop or whatever. And there was like these new archetypes of people. Go back a little further. You got like hippies and goths. John and, and I were token Asian kid in all white school. Yeah, yeah. There's there's but. I like yep. the new ones that have come out. Like you have like e-girl is like a new yeah. archetype of person mm. that didn't exist before. And I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. That's interesting. It feels like they they just take stuff from, you know, 10 years ago and they just like mix it with. Other- so I feel like e-girl is like, oh, we took emo and gamer or whatever. I mean, I don't know, whatever that is. And they were like, it's this. No, yeah, now. nothing is completely new. Everything is like a, a an evolution of the thing before it. But it's cool to see how it evolves. Mm-hmm. Um, how hot were the people or not hot at I was gonna I was like, okay, actually, who's okay, I just want to know in what situations have you had the hottest or not hottest coworkers? Yeah. I'm wondering what's the general level of attractiveness in Stanford Business School? What's the general level of attractiveness at UNC, which is I think where you did your undergrad? Where is what's the general attractiveness of like Goldman Sachs? I mean, I I I just I mostly care about. I'm here. I'm just getting a weird reflection off my mic from the light sun coming through. I'm just going to adjust the lighting a bit, but you guys keep going. I feel like I I, I feel like we were we were having a threesome just now. And then Che was like, you know what? I need a break. You guys keep going. But it's like now you and and it's like, oh, but the threesome. Okay, anyway, keep going, John. So awkward eye contact. 
and we're like well and the thing is it's because we hadn't made eye contact up until this point because um i don't know your balls were in the air like we (laughs) mentioned And, and the thing is like out of all of the places to look you know we have optionality for where our eyes go so there were just so many other things that i was you know it's just the the fuck what do you call it it's not okay. I'm back. No, it's not cost benefit analysis. Oh. Um, we haven't even started talking about it yet. Oh, oh, we were just talking about how, you, like, when you left, it was like as if the three of us were having a threesome. And then one dude was just like, Yeah, I'm going to take a quick breather. And the other two are left. And you're like, Oh, shit. Like, should we look at each other now? <laughs> um, anyway, so how hot were the people at so, your respective? It places? depends on who your type is, of course. But at UNC, it's like prime states, southern state school. So, like, Girls walking around in sundresses, really fratty dudes. I would say the talent level at UNC was fantastic if you were a straight cis man. Uh, Love it. Wait, the what level? Talent. Talent, talent is what you, is that what you called it. Talent is like a term to refer to like how hot the people are. Like, what's the talent? Great talent here. Great talent. Wait, you ever heard talent? I will. Oh. Well, I've only heard I've only heard it in like the, our context, like the professional context of like, no, oh, no, like no, 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 I'm no, no. talent, and now the talent has arrived or whatever. First, yeah. you're in corporate lingo. Now I'm going to edit you guys in the frat lingo that I grew up with. What frat were you a part of? I was in one called Pi Kappa Phi. But the question of like what is that pineapples? <laughs> no, I don't know what that. Oh, okay, pineapple okay, sorry. Just, I, I was, know. I didn't know if it was like the Asian frat, but I, I guess knowing you and you know no, no. where your journey was at that I, point, it probably wasn't. An I Asian had too frat. much internalized racism to ever join an Asian fraternity. I like had to be the token back in the day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but talent level at UNC was phenomenal. Like, it was like a paradise. Wow. Okay, Stanford? People at Stanford, and I, I'd put them with the people at Goldman, very professional looking. Like, no one looks bad, per se. But, like, very rarely will you have, like, a smoke show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there will be someone who's very attractive, but it's very rare. Um, and this is a larger social commentary on, like, how often do you see, like, very attractive people also in, like, very powerful positions from a capitalist perspective, I think is an interesting dialogue. Yeah, and also um, from, like, a Western media, what attractiveness looks like. Yeah. Like, everyone, no one, most people are very in shape because they're all very type A people. Yeah. And so no one, no one looks put together is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely had some work crushes along the way, for sure. But, like, no one was like, oh, you're America's next top model. Have okay, you okay, ever okay. fucked a co-worker? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, but- wow, so fast. Okay, well, tell us a story. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I can tell. I actually can't tell either of these. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> fine. No worries, no worries, no worries. But, hey, I, I, I have a song for you, John. <laughs> yeah, I know you have a song for me. You have actually multiple songs for me. Yeah. Don't fuck your coworkers. What it's like to be Asian. I love it. I feel so. Oh yeah. I, I thought you were talking about don't fuck your coworkers and everyone fucks their coworkers or everybody fucks their coworkers. That's a sequel to that song using the exact same beat. But like you know, both are both are true. I, I was thinking of doing a third one called "I Should Stop Fucking My Coworkers," but you know, I think I'm the only one who finds it funny at this point. Anyway, so what? Like, who was hotter ver- from Stanford versus Goldman? Like, if you could make a comparison. Um, I think the Stanford folks, because Goldman, everyone's like the energy in that building is not the vibe, right? Like it's like, yeah. uh, like, uh, okay, we'll take one deviation. There was one really hot form of MD, which stands for managing director. So mm-hmm. like finance is a very like ma- male dominant place for very bad reason. But there were these, like, there was this generation of women 
female managing directors who made their rise in like the, the early 2000s, late 90s, who like now come to power, who are just like absolute mommy vibes, like walk around, like run shit. Every like little banky analyst is like so like so like dominatrix in love with them. They will like step on your throat with their $3,000 Jimmy Choo's. Mm-hmm. And so I have bad respect for those mommies, like respect to them. I like hearing yeah. this. I like hearing about women Strong in positions women. of power. I like just, this. Like, whip these men into shape. It was actually a like true sexual phenomenon. So with a carve out for them in finance, I would say in general, the folks at Stanford would probably be more attracted than the folks at Goldman because they're not, like, mm-hmm. they're not like compartmentalized in this like really corporate environment. I have a question to ask you. So we are, I think we end up somehow interfacing with a lot of people who have tangential circles. So like people who went to a similar type of college or who are in that sphere of, of workers. Um, my theory is that for a lot of the dudes who are in these like hyper successful positions, but they're not necessarily nice people. My theory is that they all have really small dicks because <laughs> Well, 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 um, because a lot of times, I don't know, I was just talking uh, with my with one of my friends about this, how in the past when we had dated like conventionally hyper successful dudes, um, like the more uh, much the more of a unicorn they were, the less confident they were sexually. Um, I mean, that's just that's not based on anything other than my personal experience which is not representative of anything but i'm wondering do you feel like there is a correlation between like i mean there is like a dick size overcompensation thing and i'm not saying it's just a guy thing like women have it too like everyone like there are different levels of overcompensation for things basically i'm wondering what guys in power do you think have small dicks other than like you know elon yeah because apparently he's got a hog Oh shit! Is John frozen? Oh, oh no, no, you I were just thinking. Okay. I'm also processing that. Apparently, like Elon has a hog. Yeah, apparently he has a like a fucking serious hog. Really? Yeah. Where did it, you hear that? He according recorded? to who? Have you seen no, it? No, no, no. It was it was when uh, I think it was like when Amber Heard was on trial. Um, it was what? No. Why do you know about Elon's dick when Amber no, Heard? Maybe was it wasn't trial? the I mean, Amber Heard trial, but it was some sort of information leak. Yeah, I think it was the Amber Heard trial because in the Amber Heard trial, I think it was like one of the people who was on, uh, had to be like a person talking or a witness or something was that girl. Who is that? That crazy? Che, sorry, you just froze for a second. Oh. I don't know, John. Yeah. Did Che yeah, freeze for you? Too. Also, oh, my back. This is because we shat on Zach Baggins yeah. in a previous episode. He's he's this shitty haunted house guy, whatever. All of our sh- all of our tech hasn't worked since I shat okay. on him. So anyway, but, what's up, Che? Yeah. Can we see or hear you now? Yeah, can, can I can hear you guys. Can you not? Not yet. And we're back. Okay. We're back. Every yeah. since we yeah, Che, welcome back. I'm sorry that the curse of Zach Baggins, you know, bumped you off the recording. Yeah, we, they, he has been he's been tormenting us ever since we told him that he was weird for having a haunted house. Uh, and, but now, and now he's weird for doing this to us. Like, don't you have something else to do? But Elon's hog, Elon's hog. Yeah, Elon's hog. Let's get back to huge. Elon's hog. So uh, Elon. To so who? yeah, I think. Okay, this is if I'm I might be misremembering this, but I'm pretty sure this is right. This was during the Amber Heard trial because Elon dated Amber Heard. So one of the people who spoke on oh, the relationship and stuff was Azalea Banks, and I she brought up that. Um, I think it was Amber contacted her being like, yo, Elon wants to have a threesome with you and me. Um, are you down? And she sent him or sent her a picture of Elon's hog, which is apparently 
like serious, <laughs> serious hog city, dude. Like we're talking girth, length, like big heavy hog style, which kind of it 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 lends to what he does because he does have a lot of overconfidence in his approaches to some things, like his takeover of Twitter and firing so many people, like. He, great businessman, I think Elon, but I think he fancies himself a tech genius and his tech moves, not they're not hitting. But because he has such a big dick, he thinks that he can make the tech happen. Oh, my God. Actually, this is you are you are onto something because I, I'm just going back. So the guys who I fucked with the biggest dicks are anecdotally overconfident and incompetent i was like holy shit because i i can just i mean that's the first two come to mind right now you know like the just that you know the typical like nine inch wide one um where it's like oh sh-. i mean i don't get that every i mean i wish i got that every day but not at the price of how fucking dumb that guy was but anyway but like but yeah the the, the um the two guys with the biggest dicks who i've ever fucked both of them were very overconfident and very incompetent so that checks out john what do you think of elon's hog well you know, if you roll out your previous hypothesis around a lot of the drive, a lot of these men who assume these places of power is because like, like because they're overcompensating, and he has a hog, then I'm like, okay, so this is just pure mental illness that he has. <laughs> just mm-hmm. yeah, be. because then it's like, well, then what's wrong yeah, with you? It's just pure mental. Okay, it's just pure like childhood. Yeah. It's all childhood drama and mental illness. However, speaking of overcompensation, um, I did want to talk to you a little bit about how. People from, I don't want to, like, our world of, like, of good college, uh, good job or whatever. I I find that a lot of people in this tier, or that I meet, are, like, actually very insecure. And so much of the reason they're in that position is is from this, like, constant overcompensation over a really long time. Because at a young age, you're like, I'm unlovable for some reason. I have to earn, I have to get all of these things. Um, And... I don't know. I, I guess that's not really a good way to ask a question because I just totally biased it. I was just like, hey, here's a lot of detail about this question I'm going to ask you. So what do you think of those people? Uh... So are, are you kind of referring to the people that feel like they're trapped in kind of this golden handcuff vicious cycle? Yes. And are, are still miserable in what they do? Yeah, yeah. Like people who are trapped in like the gold handcuff cycle and like ultimately I, I, I want to and then get into, you know how you got to the place of I'm quitting and then I'm quitting again. And yeah, uh, like I, I just find that very interesting and courageous and also validating. Cause I did it too. So <laughs> anyway, but yeah, thank you for that. I also think that our path isn't for everyone I, I, in terms of how hard and painful it is to go against the grain and do what's truly right for you. I mean, it's really yeah. deeply vulnerable. It's isolating at times. It can suscept you to being, it's isolating all the time. <laughs> yeah. To being made fun of by all the people in the in crowd. Um, but I, I think I have a lot of empathy for a lot of these folks that are stuck in the cycle is because I think we're all born without knowing anything, right? The system just kind of indoctrinates us to do these things and check these boxes. And I think I, I can't speak towards why they continue to do what they do. Um, because, because I think that job, it does provide stability and like, it does provide a sense of sense of stability and a crazy like thing that we call life that is like, wait, wait a minute. Like there are no rules. It's terrifying to sit in that kind of void. But at, at least for me, why I decided to quit and then quit kind of again and try to do my own thing. Um, 
Yeah, like that. No, that's super interesting to me. Like the quit and then quit again. Like I want to hear about that story and like just the, what your thought process was in the, you know, the pre-come quit and then the fully busted quit. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think I've been lucky that I feel like I haven't had a choice as in like, I, hmm. I, I literally, I do this fun mental exercise with some of my buddies from banking back in the day. Or we'll be like, how much money would you have to make to go do be a banking analyst again, work 90 hours a week, 100 hours a week, and like reformat green lines on a PowerPoint from like blue to red to green, like whatever. And some I got a seizure just now. I just had an aneurysm truly. listening to that. So like some mm-hmm. guys are like, you know what? I do it for a year for like five mil or like 500K. And I truly, like I at least, and maybe this is just my profile of a person, like I would rather blow my brains out. Like I, I just like to oh same out, right to think about doing that job for like a day longer like I, I think maybe i'm lucky in that way or crazy in that way that like i feel like i've had no choice but to continually embrace like what makes me happy what doesn't give me pain or anxiety what feels more authentic to me and so i i feel like i haven't had a choice in quitting like i just i couldn't continue doing those things even though they were quote unquote the right things for me to do yeah, it's like when you like when you nut and then you're in the refractory period and you're just like, I literally can't keep going right now. <laughs> um, like, no, that no, that is really interesting because I'm sure that a lot of people asked you like, oh, yeah, people are always like, how do you quit? Or like, how did you get to the point you of quit? Did you, have a back- did you have a backup plan? I know. And, and then and we're just like, oh, you think that I had some like nice plan where I was, you know, slowly growing my business while slowly growing my, while slowly quitting my job? No, 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 no. I, I definitely got to the like, to the like, I can't fuck anymore part of, of like, dude, like my, it's just too sensitive. Like, I just like, you, yes, you just don't feel like you have a choice. It's like when you're like throwing up from drinking and you're like, ah, shit, it's, uh, it's happening, you know? Totally. You broke the seal. Totally. But then, so wait, then talk, let's talk about quitting again. So you, um, so like six months into Goldman Sachs, you're like, I'm going to quit. You stay there for a year and a half, I'm assuming for like what, resume bonus shit or whatever. Yeah. I mean, the first time I quit Goldman, I, I realistically left for a job that was just like Goldman 2.0 because I was still stuck in the loop of, oh, if I just get yet another great, even better job, I'll be happy. And it wasn't until- like, Oh, wait. So where did you go after Goldman? Like in between Goldman and Stanford? I worked in private equity which is like investing it's like the next step after investment making it was like greener pastures for sure but like quitting that wasn't fully quitting the system it was like gaming and winning the system even more but it was still Mm. a fruitless search of like i will validate myself through external achievements that society is deemed valuable um okay so when you quit goldman the mental decision to quit finance had not been there yet it it was coming for sure i knew i didn't want to do it long term but the, the it was coming and me that had been socialized since I was a kid because I needed the psychological safety was like this is a stable job that will build your career for you and give you societal sense of approval which I think are super valid reasons to be in those industries for a, a certain amount of time how long were you at Stanford for before you oh. dropped out and and then like what what were you what was going on in your brain at the well, time so like, I didn't act when you made once decision. told me that I was dropped out the day before I started at Stanford like I was so over Stanford in the moment I I once again, it's this tension between like gratitude and also like. Wait, you dropped out before you started? Oh, mentally, I dropped out like six months in because I was making TikToks like you were. Oh, okay, mentally. So sorry. Yeah. There's the mentally dropping out, and then there's the pressing the button. Totally. Okay, got it. I, 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 at that point was so fed up with the system and these institutions where like, so I'm, it's it's shitty for me to be able to complain about this because it's I, only because I have the privilege of earning like of having been there can I have the privilege of complaining about it, but. 
and, and I, hey, but you worked. Sorry, you also worked really hard for that shit. Sure. In, and then you realize, in, like, in the face of adversity, you, you realize it's all an illusion. What's our? You, you realize all of it's all an illusion, and they're gatekeeping like access to great jobs, what have you, because you have to have the stamp approval. Half the kids I went to school with mm-hmm. were literal billionaires, like literal billionaires, and I was like, oh, this is what they mean by wealth, privilege, and compounding. Like, there were so few of us who came from like humble, like lower, lower class immigrants, like background i mean like you're an anomaly in that sense like that's that's like i feel like a lot of times in those positions i'm like wow you're either gonna meet the smartest like asian or indian kid you've ever met in your life or is this really mid white guy who has really rich parents sorry i interrupted you che because i love interrupting men what are you gonna say oh no that there was something in arkansas recently where the state created um like a fund for people who need help going to school and help putting their kids in school and stuff. And they analyzed the fund and realized that 95% of the people who were acquiring the fund were uh, kids going to private school. Sorry, Che, uh, quick pause. So your camera cut out. The audio was a little oh. laggy. However, we did hear you say that um, like some crazy percentage of people were backed by private. Uh, I, I don't know. Podcast producers, help me. Oh, that's so weird because you guys are perfect for me. Okay, so Che is finally back. Um, no thanks to Zach Baggins. And you were telling us a story about something that happened in Arkansas. And typically, I don't hear about stuff that happens from that country in the U.S. Yeah, because you guys are talking about all the billionaires. Like, all the kids were just, like, the um, the extensions of billionaires. Uh, there was something the in Arkansas. The vestigial organs of billionaires. Yeah, they so like these are just all their offspring or whatever. There was uh, there's something in Arkansas where they created a like a program to help kids go to school and pay for school and stuff like that. That was supposed to be for like underprivileged people. And they investigated the program and 95% of the people who were taking money from it or had their kids in private school. So it's like they were, yeah, they were just using it to make themselves even more wealthy. Ugh, that's cringe. Yeah, that's cringe. That's cringe. No, no, no. That's that, gross. that is that, gross. That, that that is cringe, and that is gross. Also, um, I feel like John. I, I want another uh, um, uh, business term yeah, that we can flip into yeah. something sexual. The the other one that I gave you guys double click. The other that I like. The one that I hate because it's so. Ooh, I want to hear about what you hate. It's hang around the hoop. Hang around the hoop. Okay. Don't tell us what it means yet, because I don't yeah. know what hang around the hoop means. I, I want us to make our own definitions for it sexually, and then um, and then then you can tell us what it means. Mel, do you want to go first on this one, or do you want me to go first? It kind of sounds like a rim job that lasts too long. Like it, well, like hanging around the hoop. I'm just like, okay, hoop is a circle, and. Uh, and like hanging, I guess, I guess hanging, I mean, hanging around, uh, maybe I'm just getting too technical. Um, but I just imagine it's like somebody who is doing the rim job giving and it just has their tongue in this like endless circle. And then, um, and then they're down there for too long, frankly. It's like, you're there, you're down there for too long. Too much analingus. Yeah, like, cause you're too hanging around the analingus. hoop. I mean, that sounds a little bit like, Sounds kind of like water cooler type of thing. I don't know if that's true, but like, yeah, if I'm going to hang around, but you know, hanging around the hoop could also just be like, you're 
your dick's been sitting out into the sun too long. Like it's like a guy who, who, you know, takes his dick out into the sun soft and is just sitting there on the lawn and is, I don't know, whatever. I'm going to go with the rim job one. Fuck it. What do you think? Sunburnt dick. Rim job. Uh, hang around the hoop to me. That sounds like goaltending or cherry picking. Like you're waiting at the right spot to like, uh, like what we call cherry picking in sports. Like someone like, like you're standing by the goal and just going to get past the ball and then score immediately. It's very frowned upon activity. So if I was going to apply that to dating, hang around the hoop would be like, mm, be like, she's hanging around the hoop. She's, um, like she is maybe she's showing up at places where she knows I'm going to be at. She's um, she's like trying to box out some of the other people I'm trying to see. She's really looking for that opportunity to like lock this down. Maybe hang around the boop hoop would be like uh, a like a girl trying too hard to like keep you around. That's what I'm going to go with. Like she's hanging around the hoop, man. She's really trying to score. She's truly trying to lock this in. She's doing like, she's like cooking you dinner. She's giving you gifts. She's doing a bunch of stuff where you're like, Oh, I see. Like you're really, you're really putting in the work here. You want to, you want this to be serious. You're hanging around the hoop. So Shane, I think you're pretty close because the business terminology that we'd use this is in the context of like, if we were trying to invest in a company, but we, we weren't the highest bidder, what we'd say is let's hang around the oop and see what yeah. happens. Cause we'd still have like that soft mm. bid and see if like the first deal fell apart. Yeah. The best analogy. Is it out. kind of like preserving optionality? Yes, preserving optionality. And so <laughs> the best cop I have for you is like, I imagine a hot girl's DMs when she breaks up with someone, all of those dudes who DM her immediately yeah. slided, those are the dudes all hanging around the hoop. Yeah, oh, they're just like whoa, sit, waiting whoa, to see whoa. what happens. Waiting, yeah. They're waiting for the rebound. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Mm, waiting for the rebound, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, One of the business terms I want to talk about, the what's Eisenhower matrix? Is that the one where it's like urgency versus importance? Bro, I don't know. That's some like next level... Um, no, 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 no. Like, you, no, no. You've definitely seen this this chart. You know, urgency versus importance, right? Where it's yeah, like, yeah. where it, it's like a quadrant, and then it's like task prioritization slash optimization. So, you know, if it's urgent and important, do it first. And then if it's urgent and not, I don't remember the. But then the non urgent, not important. That's the fourth one. So, oh yeah, it, yeah. It, okay, so our producer, yeah, it's called the Eisenhower matrix. It's a productivity prioritization and time management framework designed to help you do fucking bullshit um yeah sorry i was just reading it off the thing that's exactly what it said uh, especially the last part but wait you, but yeah do you know what i'm talking about i do now I, I just looked it up yeah it's just a simple framework for deciding should you do something which is if it's important and it's urgent then do it if it's not don't do it so there are so many of those uh, so i use this as an example because they're just i feel like in consulting or business there's just a lot of those two by two graphs you know, like, like that's one. Urgency versus importance. Um, forgot. Eric was telling me one, something called Macy format. I don't remember what it means. I love all this stuff because it's all like, oh, we got urgency and important to hang around the hoop. We're using all this terminology that is, uh, we want you to work as hard as you can. This is like, it all sprouts off from this one core thing that it's like, work all the time and mm -hmm. never not work mm -hmm. we want you hanging around the hoop we want you being everything is urgent and important it all needs to get done we want you had to have all these balls in the air we want you to always be closing and instead instead of using this terminology to mask this stuff we should probably just make these jobs less of a corporate hellscape like fix the healthcare system so people aren't in need if something goes wrong that they if they're not always hanging around the hoop that they're going to lose everything they've ever owned and don't need to work 
work uh, 52 weeks a year so that they can uh, keep the roof over their head. Like we should fix the baseline of society and we wouldn't need all this bullshit lingo. And that, and while you were saying that, I was like, holy shit. The reason they want us to circle back is so that we're because circle it just keeps going, right? It's because you you're forever. constantly suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just gonna be circling back forever. Like you'll never circle out. You know, you'll never circle to completion. You can only circle back and forth and back and forth counterclockwise, clockwise, but never out. It'll never turn into a line. No. Oh, I guess no. Well, technically, line by that. Line. Sorry, I was gonna. I was out. gonna say technically by like line i mean lines are technically infinite but i mean I, I guess it meant a segment it doesn't matter this is one of those things where it's like there's too many words for things and i'm like i just mean the shape but oh okay our podcast producer just reminded me what the meci okay m-e-c-e um okay grouping principle for separating a set of items into subsets that are mutually exclusive and collectively exhaustive what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know what that means. John, do you know what that means? Uh, it basically, the intention of the Misi principle is just to set out all this, like all possible options for you to decide, like all of your different options. Oh, so it's optionality again. Well, Are you no, fucking kidding, dude? No, no, that's okay. So it's just options again. It's just creating a list of all the things you could do or, or kind of decide on or analyze. Yeah, because it's like it's mutually exclusive and collectively exhaustive. I'm sorry. Okay, what are the four quadrants? Like, what the? Uh, huh? I don't even. I don't know what that means. The thing that bothers me about the language is just they talk about the way this is scripted, and we're reading it here is like this is a monumental discovery. The Misi principle is figuring out what the fuck, like what you can do. Yeah, yeah, duh. What we've been doing, we've been doing this. We didn't need a dude to make a principle about this. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's it's really interesting, you know, when people don't have real problems to solve, where they're just like, hmm, let's just look at the existing set of things in my life. How can I create a problem out of this? Um, also, hmm. we got the urgent and important thing. How do you? How do you? Wait, is uh, Misi uh, uh, that again? Wait, is wait, wait, wait. Quadrant one, urgent and important. Wait, is this the Misi one? No, this. No, because that's no, the no, urgent. No, no, that's no, the urgent no. hour one. Yeah, she yeah, she's the, separate. Okay. The, she separated the quadrants for you. So quadrant one is urgent, and important. Quadrant two is okay, not so urgent. Okay, so you cut out not. again because honestly, because oh. God damn it, Che. Okay, wait. Can, can we hear you? Can we hear you? For the third time, Zach Baggins has interfered with our recording. So, um, yeah. So this is the third time I'm I'm getting into him, and and honestly, he probably plays pickleball and has a small dick. So. You know, I, I am hating on both of those things at once. Anyway. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry, John. Fuck, do you play pickleball? I'm so I sorry. I do. I do. I was like, oh. Oh, no. Oh, God. Every I now, was going to say, I think there's probably a lot of pickleball. Oh, no. That's the worst, dude. The worst. We're big pickleball haters here. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Wait, so... um. However, you know, do you think pickleball is a good place to find a long-term relationship? Because if that, I mean, I'll if I mean if that's, I don't know. I, I actually try to like. Well, what, what, what do you what do you think? I, I think that's why it's blowing up. It's very conversation conducive. I think that's why you're seeing pickleball bars sprout up across America. Like I've I've friends who just opened up a pickleball bar in Santa Monica because you can like hold a beer in your hand and also play that's not too physically like exhausting. 
but then also it's like mm-hmm. fun enough that anyone can ramp up. This is kind of like to me, pickleball is to me like a Mr. Beast video in that I don't participate in any of that like so my so i saw this thread that was like my biggest flex is i've never watched a mr beast video and same and now i just kind of want to not watch one out of principle unless he pays me or something uh but the but but like but like pickleball is similar where it's like the more people ask me to do it like the even stronger my resistance becomes but how long have you been playing pickleball well i've been playing because of our mutual friend eric who invites all of our friends to come oh yeah eric of course so i mean i eric way i don't yeah, Eric Way. Eric Way, yeah. Yeah, he's the one who like he hosts like a weekly weekend pickleball kind of creator get together, and so I love playing in that context. But um, yeah, it's like a way for people to relive their high school glory days without like tearing their ACL. Che, mm-hmm. is there any way to make pickleball conducive to a sexual sort of goal? I mean, it seems like people are fucking off of pickable. Like, let's be honest. It seems like people are able to yeah. go from baseline to like full on relationship uh, or like penetration through pickable. So there is uh, people are using it to score. But I think overall, anyone, if you pick up pickable, the the dick's bad, puss is bad. I think there's a direct correlation, a direct Venn diagram. Venn diagrams overlap huge in between people who are good at, are bad at sex and play pickleball. I think that has to be, that has to be. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I, yes, plus one. And, um, I just realized we need to wrap up soon and you just gave me an idea for the perfect way that we can wrap up or not the perfect way. It's just a way that I thought of what it is. Perfect. Cause fuck it. Yeah. I'm a woman. Okay. So, so I want to do the four bases, like first, second, third and scoring, but in terms of business words. So for example, I'm not saying it should be this, like base one is circling back. Like base two is yeah yeah yeah. like oh oh my god like yeah no put a pin in it like okay anyway so so i want to do the four bases but in business terminology and someone else has to think of first base because i came up with the idea and i because i also can't think of one right now okay the first base business terminology is like great to e-meet you Oh my god that is hilarious yeah yeah yeah. great to meet you let's get the ball I think great yeah, to meet yeah. you with like a like, winky face with a semicolon prince. I think that is you're right. That is first base. I almost yeah, think that's pre-com base. Right like that's before first base, and, and then and like getting the ball rolling is like because that's like the movement, right? So the first is the or I mean I don't know, fuck it, but like but okay, first base is the email. Like great to meet you. Great to electronically meet you. Great to connect. Yeah, the 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 what the digital connection. Yeah. And then second base. Second base is what kissing, making out. So wait, what's first base in real life? I don't even know what first base in real life is. Wait, no, is first base kissing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it is kissing. Oh, okay. I think I think it's like okay, kissing, and then hand on genitals, uh, mouth on genitals, and then Uh genitals on genitals. Yes, yes. So if we're you're so now business terminology you're jerking me off that means there's like a deal on the table so that means like um super excited to see where this goes super excited to work with you um uh this looks really promising 
Yeah, like, no, uh, like, let's get the ball. Oh, 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 you know what? No, 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 no. Like, let's get it in the calendar. Like, you have a scheduled yes. meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, 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 I, I know, I know, I know. It, so, okay. So, second base is going to be like a 30 minute coffee chat. Oh, can we get a 30 minute one on one coffee chat? I'd really love to pick your brain and blah, 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 blah. like, oh my yeah. God. Okay, okay, okay. So, that's what that is. Now you're getting jerked yep, off. Yep, now yeah, you're yeah. Jerking off, off is the first, is the, is, the, is the one-on-one coffee chat. Um, and, Wait, ha- and does it have to be in person or is it Zoom? I think either is fine. I think either is fine. Okay, okay. John, how do you feel about these bases so I far? I like them. I like them. I'm just thinking about, uh, if the other one I was thinking about is like low-hanging fruit. Like where is low-hanging fruit come in? I just had a company mm. all-hands meeting earlier this week. Like that's kind of just like all hands on deck. Let's have an orgy. Let's have a foursome. All hands. Yep. Also, it could, it could be funny where it's like only hands and no mouth genitalia. This is just all hands stuff. It's just an all hands situation. I feel like an all hands meeting, though, what that feels like to me in sexual terms is like it's not something you want to do. It's something you have to do. That's like getting your dick tested. Yeah. An all hands meeting. Yeah. That's what an all hands meeting is. Yeah. It's like, testing. yeah, you gotta, gotta go get tested because it's responsible. It's obligatory. And it's, necessary. it's not part yes. of the fun we're about to have sex cycle however yes. like all hands yes. does work for the for whatever we just talked about yeah but then what third would, base okay, is like your... what's the work equivalent Puss. of sucking dick or eating pussy and it's like or oh, getting yeah, your dick getting... yeah 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 or getting or receiving head like what is the business equivalent of head business equivalent of head like uh we'll get those contracts over to you something like that like deals are getting closed now deals are getting closed but they're not closed yet so it's like uh they love the deck Um, uh wait maybe collecting on what what about connecting on linkedin oh i guess that's kind of an initial yeah fuck it it's Um, it's definitely no it has to be something where like deals almost closed it's not closed yet but we love it we're excited we're high-fiving we we might prematurely pop champagne that's like where we're at right now but we haven't made any money yet um oh 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 what if it okay 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 so if the first one is um fuck what'd you say first base was again Shay? first base is great to e-meet you okay great to e-meet you sec- second base is getting it is like the one-on-one coffee chat thing um yeah. third base is hanging out outside of work maybe yeah no I mean, I want like more clear terminology. I feel yeah. like we're going more down the road of sex where we're like, but we got to focus. Like we're on the Wait, is this, road of, is this not sex? I'm confused. What? I thought we were comparing sex to business. Like, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I thought. Oh, you, oh, so, okay. So your interpretation of what's bases the business? is like, is yeah. like relationships. Oh no. In my mind, I was thinking it doesn't matter. We have the exercise. The concepts are similar enough and I will not get stuck in a terminology battle because I am not a business person. Let's fucking go. So third base what the fuck is that shit popping champagne early like yeah um like we'll get those contracts drafted up uh yeah like like like, uh like you signed an nda or something or like looping oh oh our podcast reader just said uh looping and legal there's something looping and there's something like subservient to some degree of like giving head to some degree it's like versus the other person it's like a dominance it's like when the seller like it's like basically almost close the deal and like at the end of the day you're serving the client so you like have to like circle back with like i don't know what the term is either but like when you're like verbal offer the deal. what about verbal offer no cricket 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 
Okay, fuck it. No, okay, okay. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Okay, let's, let's you, circle you back me, on third yeah, yeah, yeah. base. And we'll, we'll, what's you guys fourth base? looked at me as if I just said that I did something horrible to a child. Um, okay, what's what's fourth base? What's fourth? Okay, so, what's okay, home, what's so, the so wait, so third base is circling run. back. Is that what we're saying? Like that's, it's circling deal. back. I think, I think it's yeah, that's closing the deal, right? Yeah, it's closing the deal. So I I would think third base is like we're getting yeah. contracts drafted up. Lubing and legal is another one. Um, finalized contracts are finalized. I think that's that's it. Contracts oh, okay. are finalized. And then, and we're done with the red lines. Our podcast producer just such as the group our chat thing. She liked verbal offer. It's not that bad of an idea, okay? But okay, cool. Um, fully executed looping. Okay, wait. So that's it. So okay. So what? Are, so we did. Those it. are the four bases. Yeah, so it's great to e-meet you. Let's do a. Co- uh, we'd love to do an uh, e-coffee or coffee. Yeah, coffee day. chat. The one-on-one thirty-minute like, thing. It's and it's going to be thirty minutes. Yeah. Going to be thirty minutes. Yeah, verbal offer, and then we got close the deal. Mm-hmm. Contracts are signed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is a great end to our episode. I'm really glad that we figured out the the right mix of business and oh my god we we literally mixed business and pleasure that should be the title of the episode something where it's like mixing business and pleasure you know what i mean there's that phrase beautiful (gasps) you're figuring it out you're killing it john before we end do you have anything you want to plug that's not related to a butt um i would love to plug some butts but this is not my normal content i create i usually create content that helps you start your own thing and pursue your dream so if you ever want to check that out, you can find me on YouTube or TikTok. It's under J-A-Y-H-O-V-Y-J-O-V. So, um, yeah, if you want to start your own thing and um, escape the corporate world and all this lingo, then come come watch my content. And also, John is recently Boom. single. so <laughs> Accepting all genders. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. Equal opportunity nice. whole. I love this. Yes. Okay, cool. Equal opportunity whole. Fuck, that's... In, you know what? That's another episode name. Equal You're opportunity. Killing it. Fucker. Yes, okay, killing, killing it. it. Anyway, so now let's end. Let's end now. Bye, John. Thank you. See you guys. For coming. Bye. Thanks Good for coming, night. John. That episode was awesome. Yeah. Like, what a great it. guest. We nailed it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, John killed it. Fuck yeah. Because um, I know he's apprehensive with because he's obviously on the business side of world, so you can't get too skeezy like we do. We have no limitations with our skeeziness. But he held in there. Mm-hmm. He held in there well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my hole is just a void at this point. It's just like a black. It just keeps sucking things in. There's no light. You know, light, you know, gets. Yep, exactly. And that's the sound that it makes as it is absorbing light. Um, but now let's hear the sound of the voicemail that we have. Our second voicemail. <laughs> All right, podcast producers, play that voicemail, and I hope it's another. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I, whatever. I'm not gonna put my 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 hopes and whatever. Whatever. And also, shout out to Steve earlier who did the voicemail earlier. Shout out to Steve. Okay, now this next person. Let's go. Let's hear from Ryan. Hello, Mel and Jay. This is Ryan. I wanted to ask you guys if you had to like pick a flat number. How much of yourselves would you say that you put into your internet personalities? I currently do social media, minor social media projects and music under a stage name, Super Duper Not. And I wanted to know if the persona that you put into your internet personalities is two viral stars right now to one aspiring one. Is that the most purest form of yourself or do you find it to be a fraction of it 
Uh, that is a great question and also that one is, yeah. that it's that no that is a great question thank you ryan for asking that and it's something that i mean it's a question we get all the time but you go first che oh yeah i think when it comes to making any sort of online content the more authentic you can be and the more of yourself you can be just the better it's gonna be because that is the element that's gonna be able to separate you from the rest like uh, you can. Uh, his name was John, right? John. Yeah, Ryan. The, <laughs> Ryan. His name's Ryan. Off, Ryan. And, and he's and he's Ryan. also asking like, what percentage of like is like? Oh, is this a persona? Like, what percentage of your quote unquote real personality is what you display yeah. online? I would say like if you watch everything across the board, like if you're watching my gaming content and then you're watching my stand up and my TikToks and then like me on a podcast, you're getting 100%. You're getting mm-hmm. everything. Um, that's I, I in like if you're just watching the TikToks, you're not getting it all. Um, because I would say certain aspects are just one piece of my personality, like stand up and TikToks and stuff. That's really just like my sense of humor and a little bit of my perspectives. And so that's just that element. Where on a podcast, you're kind of getting my ideas and my, my, uh, views and stuff a lot more. Um, but yeah, I would say maybe let's say 90% because there's definitely some stuff I keep to myself. I don't put absolutely everything out there mm-hmm. because I choose not to. And there's certain people of my lives that don't want to be a part of my content. And so I don't include them in the things I talk about. I don't include them in my content and I keep those things separate. And also you have to make that distinction in your own life, Ryan, mm-hmm. of where you're willing to draw the line and what you're willing to put out there. Cause once you put stuff out there and then people have a taste for it, you might feel the pressure to keep providing that for the audience because that's what they're willing to watch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, no, I know that answer is great. And I, I would say my answer in terms of like percentage of myself that's out there across all of my work, I, I would probably say around the same, like 90%, uh, because just as a human being, um, and I think a lot of entertainers feel this way. It's like you, because so much of yourself in your life is public, like to keep yourself sane, um, to like have the, the you that's just for you. And that's actually something that I had to learn the hard way kind of getting into it. Um, and I think, you know, to, to answer your question where, cause I would think where the question is going is uh, a lot of people are like, Oh, the person that you pretend to be or not pretend or the, the person that you are online, is this a character? Is this an extra performative version of yourself? Um, the answer is it's not a character. I always say, if I were to fake a personality, it wouldn't be this one. <laughs> it would be, I mean, if I were to fake a personality, I would fake a very monetizable one, like family friendly, like get sponsored by da da da. Like, no, I couldn't, I couldn't fake this even if I tried. Uh, and uh, however, I would say, like similar to Che, it's just different parts of me depending on which avenue it is. So when it comes to like short form video content, I'm like, yeah, that is very much me when I'm doing the high energy comedic being performative thing, which I do do in real life. It's just a part of who I am versus um, my songs are very much more my vulnerable side and like sort of my serious thoughts and podcasts are kind of in between but um but but in general i, I feel like it's for, for both of us it's like yeah our total personalities are out there um but we do like flavor it depending on the context and um and che i think you also brought up this good point of ju- just the 
you're leading into it, like the whole the pandering thing where it's like, oh, you first start posting as your authentic self. And then you might find that you get a lot of traction for this one part of you. Uh, or it's like, oh, people like when I do this. And then it's so easy to kind of get into that pandering trap of like, oh, I guess, should I just do more of more of this? Um, like, like, so for example, like, uh, I think a lot of people know me for or, or my audience. They're like, yeah, she's a sex and drugs girl. However, um, I think that's just my content that goes the most viral. And so it is it is like that. But um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm just getting too in the weeds of this. But in general, what Chase said about being your authentic self and um, and also, you know, figuring out where the boundary is between you and and what you want to share, because uh, I don't know, we're human. Lines get blurred. We're also artists. We're emotional. Um, but yeah, no, like Ryan, that was a very good question. And um, I also and uh, I, I, I like when people plug their stuff because I was like, ah, he's smart. And he uses the plug opportunity. That's what I do. Ha ha ha. More of me. Um, but yeah. Thank you for the question, Ryan. Absolutely. And that's been our pod, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, On that note, plug your stuff, says our producer. Yeah. On that note, we'll plug our own stuff. Uh, Of course, you can find me on all platforms at Chaterena. That's C-H-E-D-U-R-E-N-A. Chaterena.com for all tour dates. You can uh, find me at the Wilbur on January 12th. That's our big show coming up in Boston. And 2024 dates are going to be coming up soon. And for all of those of you who've been like Canadian hungry, the Canadian stuff's coming. Um, If you want more podcast stuff, you can go to Thank You Come Again Pod on Instagram. You can send us a voicemail at say Say hi dot chat slash t-y-c-a pod that is say hi dot chat slash t-y-c-a pod there you go mel's got it baby um and yeah of course youtube youtube thank you come again pod on youtube check out the youtube stream there mel hit him up okay cool um so you can find me at sailor mel 69 420 on tiktok and instagram or melissa on 69 420 on youtube um very I, I would really like you to to check out my music honestly like i, I please do that it'll make me come uh constantly like basically every single time you stream one of my songs i just start nutting and i think of you specifically who's thinking of it and thinking extremely positive thoughts about like how i want to be with you so you should do that um and so i just put out like a bunch of new songs so check out sailor mel on spotify specifically uh here's a song that i'd like to promote it's called the present feeling and um i'm gonna just just the intro whatever this is a this is a pre-conversion that's it okay cool yeah that's the whole song anyway but anyway so it's called isn't uh, it's called the present feeling question but whatever just stream my music it's called the present feeling listen to it now you shall stream from the cradle to the grave okay bye Trey. Okay, bye. <laughs> we want to hear from you, so leave us a voice message at sayhi.chat slash T-Y-C-A pod. Again, that's sayhi.chat at T-Y-C-A pod. And make sure that your message is one minute or less. You can ask us a question, share what you think is cringe, tell us a story, whatever you like. And if you do, we may play it right here on the pod. We're going to leave the link for you right below.